All right, y'all, welcome to the Scott Horton Show. I'm the director of the Libertarian Institute, editorial director of Antiwar.com, author of the book Fool's Errand, Time to End the War in Afghanistan, and the brand new Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. And I've recorded more than 5,500 interviews since 2003, almost all on foreign policy and all available for you at scotthorton.org. You can sign up for the podcast feed there. And the full interview archive is also available at youtube.com slash Scott Horton Show. All right, you guys, introducing Hunter Dorensis. He's the editor of my Libertarian Institute, and also he writes for the American Conservative Magazine and Responsible Statecraft. This one is called Loser Liz Cheney. We knew ye, and that was the problem. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Hunter? Hey, Scott. I'm doing great. Really happy to be back. Hell yeah, man. Happy to have you here. Uh, great piece. This was our new junior fellow, <laughs> Jim Bovard. Ah, ah, ah. Um, it said this was the single best piece on the horror show that is Elizabeth Cheney. Um, and her horrid record as a human being and a Republican politician. So let us count the ways. Uh, first of all, she was born to Lynn Cheney and Dick Cheney. Is that right? Yeah, so she's already starting off pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Um, so, and then uh, her uh, father raised her to be a monster then? Basically, I mean, it's a, it's a great question of nature versus nurture. Is it passed down in the blood, <laughs> or is it just the way she was brought up? But Liz Cheney has made, has defined her career going back almost 20 years to, to be the perfect personification of her father. In many ways, she will go even farther to defend his actions than even he will publicly. She is a full stalwart defender of his record during the Bush administration and even the consequences since then, whether that's defending the invasion of Iraq, whether that's defending the torture program, whether that's defending the entirety of the national security state. In Liz Cheney's eyes, her father did nothing wrong. And I think that's, you know, more than enough to condemn her to the same jail cell. Yep. Oh, huh. End of interview. Great job, Hunter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It was a great victory party. <laughs> yeah, no, you sum it up well. Uh, you know, here's something I'm going to put you on the spot about that you don't mention in here, but... Um, I forgot who mentioned this uh, near me the other day, but it's a big deal that she betrayed and threw her sister under the bus for being gay back when she was first running for Congress, something like that. Do you know that story? Yes. Liz Cheney's first attempt in off at office was in 2014. She attempted to primary the sitting Republican senator from the state, and she came out during the campaign as opposed to gay marriage, which I think the Supreme Court uh, legalized gay marriage in 2014, so it's still very much a hot-button issue. And that is actually one deviation she has from her father. Uh, Dick Cheney has been uh, perhaps not the most vocal, but at least a private supporter of gay marriage even from the 1990s. He informed George W. Bush when he was selected as the vice presidential candidate in 2000 that, hey, just so you know— I can't speak on this social issue because my other daughter, Mary, is op an open lesbian. So I don't feel comfortable on that. I support her choice. I support that. So that was always just sort of a, you know, an oddity of Dick Cheney that, you know, here's the most, you could say, right wing in the, you know, Bushite GOP sense guy. But also he was 
quite liberal on gay marriage because he had that personal experience. Yeah. But then fast forward. Like John McCain and torture, right? It's the only way to get him exactly, to be good on yeah. it. It has to be a personal thing. There's always thing the one exception. Yeah. <laughs> but fast forward 15 years and you have Liz Cheney in 2014 coming out publicly against gay marriage. And that shocked a lot of people because of her father's position on it. And her sister Mary actually came out and said like, Hey, Liz never had a problem with me before. I think she's just doing this for politics. It's very upsetting, and I'm very unhappy about it. And that caused quite a scandal in the media, the, the, the rift between the two sisters and just seeing that, oh, Liz Cheney really is willing to, as much as she clearly loves her father, whether you think that's a positive attribute in this case or not, she's willing to throw her sister under the bus to appeal to conservative Wyoming voters. Yeah. And it didn't work. She got absolutely crushed in the 2014 primary and it was just a real embarrassment. Yeah, I think even the fact that she just started out with going for primarying the sitting senator was seen mm -hmm. as a real affront and everybody was really mad about that, you know, just going into it. But now, so help me remember, was there it was it just that she had opposed the policy or there was a specific reference to her sister where people like a reporter had asked her, "Yeah, but what about her sister?" and she said, "What about her?" or what something like that or how did that go? I'm sure you're right because because her sister Mary was an open lesbian and her father had been vice president, so this was well known, you know, nationally in the media and the culture. I'm sure she was asked about that. I'm not sure I could give the best representation of her exact answer in this case. Yeah, so I don't I, remember. I know there was something, but I don't remember how it went anymore. But anyway, it's my fault for putting you on the spot about that without you know having that reference in here. But it just goes to show, though, what a scumbag she is, through and through. Yeah. Um. Now, on Iraq War II, I don't know. That was a pretty good deal, Jeb Bush said. Uh, what's to regret there? Yeah, and that would be Liz Cheney's position. According to her, the Iraq War was a success for the same reason her father believes it's success. It's when you believe in U.S. global hegemony, when you believe that the, it is the primary responsibility of the United States to be the dictator of the world and a lord military supremacy over every corner, then you can see the Iraq war as a success of, oh, well, we pushed over a dictator we didn't like, and I don't really care about the political chaos. I don't really care about the people who died. We're probably in a stronger position just being able to lord over the region. So all in all, we can wash our hands of it. This was pretty good. And especially when you, like Liz Cheney, who will today defend the falsified intelligence prior to the war. As recently as 2014, she was writing uh, co-authored uh, co pieces with her dad defending the alleged connection between al-Qaeda and Saddam Hussein, saying that uh, they had a positive working relationship, and this was one of the reasons it was good we invaded. When that was... It's a complete lie made up and for, uh, fabricated by the Bush administration as an excuse to get into the already pre-planned invasion. So the fact is, uh, she is completely, you know, she's not trying to redeem herself whatsoever. As bad as the global war on terror has gotten, she still holds to this exact same 2002 talking points and really has just been unmoved by any of the facts on the ground, any of the revelations in the media or things you've covered on your show, proving definitively, inarguably, that Dick Cheney and George W. Bush, Condoleezza Rice, Don Rumsfeld, and all the others lied about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, lied about a connection to al-Qaeda, 
all to satisfy a war that they had already decided they were going to do before they tried to spread this disinformation to the public. So Liz Cheney is just carrying on that legacy, and it's it's really quite disgusting. I mean, he, even someone as despicable as David Frum has come out and said, hey, maybe Iraq wasn't the best idea, but what are you going to do? But Liz Cheney says, no, it was the greatest idea. We should never back away from that. And especially in 2014 still, trying to stand by Saddam was back in Osama. And she might as well just smack everyone in the face and spit on them and call them stupid before she opens her mouth to say that. Look, forget everything we've learned in the past 10 years, but just trust me on this. Yeah, seriously. And, you know, the right has really come around on Iraq. They're just... Mm -hmm. I mean, Iraq War Three showed that boy, we shouldn't have done Iraq War Two, and <laughs> what you couldn't argue with that. But nope, not for her. And of course, 2014, we're right in the middle of Iraq War Three, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this starting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the well, depending on when you, if you count it, yeah, <laughs> at how, the beginning of 2011 or August of 14. Iraq, yeah. Yeah. No, we understand each other. Um, <laughs> all right, so. Um, and then, by the way, so as the principal deputy undersecretary of killing people and whatever it was in the State Department um, during W. Bush, you know, I, oh man, I wish I could remember the thing I read about this that was so funny that talked about how first she had just been the this and that. Then she went away to have a baby and then she came back and now she got promoted, you know, above, you know, skip three people to now be the principal, this and that, whatever the hell, six-word title in the State Department, where her job was creating the Syrian National Council, primarily Mm -hmm. out of the Syrian Muslim Brotherhood, to be the Syrian government in exile, awaiting regime change when Obama came to town. And nobody ever says anything about that. You know, there's one time I remember she was a guest on the Hannity Show, and Hannity's going... Whose bright idea was it to give all this money to the Muslim Brotherhood? And she's just like, gulp. Yeah, those liberals, Sean. Uh. And, but, you know, luckily he doesn't know how to read. And so. um, Yeah, Liz Cheney was certainly involved, well involved in the Bush administration. She started out right after the uh, 2000. Well, she was involved in the 2000 election just being as a informal advisor to her father, helping with debate prep, that sort of thing. And. By the second term, you're right. She's embedded in the State Department. She's known by everyone else as Dick Cheney's eyes and ears in her section of the State Department, just reporting back to her father. And that's something I've always find fascinating, how Dick Cheney is able to insert different lackeys into different parts of the government to help run, you know, the entirety of their apparatus out uh, from the vice president's office. Colin Powell called it a separate government. Exactly. So she's doing that. And yeah, from that position is helping engineer a future Syrian opposition, Syrian National Council, developing through the Muslim Brotherhood that would then uh, develop as one of the preliminaries to the U.S. support for opposition during the Syrian civil war. And unfortunately, I I didn't cover that in the article just because of uh, space limitations. But I mean, if I was going to list every sin of Liz Cheney, I mean, it'd be another book. But a book where they can read more about the Syrian National Council is enough already. Time to end the war on terrorism. You have a whole nice chunky paragraph in there about Liz Cheney's actions during the Bush administration, and I encourage everyone to go read that if they want something uh, even more theor- 
uh, even more thorough than my piece in Responsible Statecraft. Yeah, well, your direct deposit is in the email there. <laughs> um, all right, now listen, so this same lady then says, oh yeah, well, you're a lover of Al-Qaeda, and, and, uh, and the Al-Qaeda 7 are the lawyers who are, what, trying to protect our email privacy or trying to stop torture? Yeah, this is something I only just learned about recently in researching for this article because it happened around 2009, 2010, and as a as a younger man, is a little before my time, and nobody talks about this now. But in 2009, Liz Cheney co-founded a nonprofit called Keep America Safe with Bill Crystal, and it appears the entire point of this organization was to defend the torture program and advocate for the continuation of Guantanamo Bay. This was at a time when people still believed Barack Obama was going to close it. Turns out Liz Cheney and Bill Crystal didn't need to lift a finger because it was not going to happen. But they're going around making these speeches talking about how Obama is threatening the national security of America if he, you know, by stopping the torture program. Liz Cheney is coming out calling these people patriots who deserve our thanks, giving this big celebratory speech at uh, CPAC, the annual conservative conference, and this whole thing. And you're right. So it became a talking point that Barack Obama had hired, quote unquote, the Al-Qaeda 7, which was just referring to seven lawyers in the Justice Department who had previously either defended uh, uh, people charged with terrorism, as a lawyer is supposed to do, or had advocated, uh, you know, uh, less torture at Guantanamo or its closure, or just seeking reforms to the international torture regime that the Bush-Cheney administration had set up. So you have Liz Cheney coming out and saying, oh, hey, these lawyers who defended their clients, these Al-Qaeda 7, whose values do they really have in mind? America's or Osama bin Laden's? And this was even too far for a lot of the regular conservative Republicans. You have people coming, you have conservatives on Fox News coming out and saying, hey, Liz might have a bit of a screw loose here. This, this is a bit much, isn't it? And the furor and pushback was so much, and I guess the organization such a failure, that they closed it up and there's not a single trace of Keep America Safe online currently you can't find stuff about the org what they did their press releases you know you you can look up uh great media at the time like on antiwar.com doing reporting on the organization and stuff but they wiped the slate clean and nobody talks about it anymore which is just you know both hilarious and sad that there's still just no accountability in the system yeah seriously I just there's no self-awareness beyond boy we better get rid of that but yeah for them to have made that thing in the first place, too, just goes to show, as Bill Hicks would say, just no irony whatsoever. Dick Cheney's mm-hmm. daughter and Bill Crystal. We're going to talk about keeping us safe. The same people who ruined everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that really comes across with uh, Liz Cheney. Because it's not – you. most Republicans during the Bush era would come out and, you know, uh, blase support for the torture program. Oh, you know, this is necessary. We're at war. We have to do this. But Liz Cheney takes it such a step further in that there is a definite gleeful enthusiasm when it comes to the torture program. Yeah, she tell us more about her squabble with McCain there. Oh, yeah, she's happy we're doing this because even as late as 2018, so she's already in Congress, John McCain, longtime senator from Arizona, 2008 nominee, uh, 
supreme war hawk, and I think at this point already dying of a brain tumor, he comes out and he says, hey, the torture program was a shameful thing. We should have never done it because, as we just mentioned earlier in the interview, it was McCain's only possible saving grace because whatever we can say about his war record in Vietnam, he was a prisoner of war for five years. He was tortured by the Vietnamese. And because of his personal experience, always opposed the Bush torture program. So he tweets this out. And Liz Cheney quote tweets him, a man you know who cannot lift his arms above his shoulders because of the torture he endured in Vietnam. And she says, no one should slander the brave men and women who do this crucial program. So it's like you have this woman, Dick Cheney's daughter coming along and telling this Vietnam, this tortured Vietnam veterans saying, hey, sit down, shut up and know your place. How dare you think you can speak on this? I'll tell you that torture is great. We need it. And you are doing a disservice to our country by supporting Al Qaeda if you think torture is wrong. It's it is such. As much as you and I can mutually hate John McCain and Liz Cheney, it is such a disgusting display of arrogance yeah. to think that she can speak from that position to someone who actually underwent the kind of torture that she was supporting. And yeah. Rand Paul, you know, McCain's bete noir in the U.S. Senate, they didn't like each other and they went to spats. But Rand Paul comes out and says, hey, John McCain's right. Torture is bad. This program was a disaster. And Liz Cheney responds saying, Rand Paul, you support Al-Qaeda. You're helping our enemies. You're a freaking traitor. This is terrible. And it's just, you know, where does this woman get off? It's, I mean, it's, I guess it's just the way she was raised in that household. That's amazing. Yeah, Liz Cheney is to Dick Cheney exactly what we all wish Rand was to Ron, you know? But in this case, <laughs> in this case, Rand was doing his best, Ron, and and I love it. The context is defending John McCain, who he's constantly battling, who's constantly calling him a Russian agent and whatever other thing. Mm -hmm. But he's like, nah, McCain is right about this. And she goes, you love Osama. Again, the lady that handed everything over to Arar al-Sham's parent organization, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, an Al-Qaeda linked force worth defending, according to Foreign Affairs magazine. Um, but anyway... No, really, that was the headline over there. Um, yeah, so good old hurt. Now, um, so talk about the um, the uh, spying too, because she was a big advocate for the absolutely illegal felony violations of the FISA statute in nineteen seventy eight that were revealed finally by Jim Risen of the New York Times in two thousand five. Right? Yeah, it goes with the whole kit and caboodle of the national security state. Liz Cheney has frankly never seen a program that increases the military bureaucracy that benefits the Pentagon, that benefits the, you know, our system of endless war that she disagreed with. And that's what really separates her from so many of the other hawks, uh, whether it was John McCain, even kind of Lindsey Graham, even someone like, um, uh, oh, who's the guy with the eye patch? I'm blanking on his name. Crenshaw. Crenshaw, Dan, even Dan Crenshaw, she goes further than anyone in her unanimous support for every single portion of the U.S. national security state. There's no war where she says, oh, well, maybe that one's kind of dumb or we have better wars we could fight. 
No, it's every single piece. And that goes along with the spying apparatus and defending her father's support for setting up this, a spy apparatus that is basically looking at and tracking every single American citizen that continues to this day. She's never had a problem with it. And if you say, hey, this is unconstitutional, this violates our Fourth Amendment rights, where is your warrant? This is unnecessary. This doesn't help secure the safety of Americans. She'll just look at you, call you a traitor, and ask you why you're supporting the terrorists who want to kill us. It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's disgusting behavior. It's a disgusting position. And, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that she holds it. It, just, yeah. it all fits too well for her. Seriously. Hey, guys, anybody who signs up to listen to this show by way of Patreon will be invited to join the Reddit group. And I'm going to start posting stuff over there more. That's patreon.com slash Scott Horton Show. Thanks. Hey, y'all, libertasbella.com is where you get Scott Horton Show and Libertarian Institute shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and stickers and things, including the great Top Lobsters designs as well. See, that way it says on your shirt why you're so smart. Libertas Bella, from the same great folks who bring you ammo.com for all your ammunition needs, too. That's libertasbella.com. You guys, check it out. This is so cool. The great Mike Swanson's new book is finally out. He's been working on this thing for years. And I admit, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to get to it as soon as I can. But I know you guys are going to want to beat me to it. It's called Why the Vietnam War, Nuclear Bombs and Nation Building in Southeast Asia, 1945 through 61. And as he explains on the back here, all of our popular culture and our retellings and our history and our movies are all about the height of the American war there in, say, 1964 through 1974. But how do we get there? Why is this all Harry Truman's fault? Find out in Why the Vietnam War by the great Mike Swanson. Available now. All right, now we have to talk about the ridiculous fraud Charlie Savage of the New York Times and his gigantic Russia bounties hoax of 2020. And other than that uh, other ridiculous fraud, Tammy Duckworth, I think Liz mm -hmm. Cheney was the one who picked this up and ran with it the most, right? Yeah, her and Duckworth. Liz Cheney promoting the complete fabrication. I ain't trying to be sexist. It's just they actually no, were absolutely the worst they on this. To be, you know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity hater of neoconservatives, male or woman. Uh, and Duckworth or really is shameless, so screw her, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, we, yeah, we need to talk about her some other time. But Liz Cheney, one of the biggest promoters of the Russian bounties hoax, uh, promoted in the New York Times as an anonymous intelligence source from, I believe they said the CIA, saying that, oh, Vladimir Putin is putting bounties on the heads of American soldiers in Afghanistan so the Taliban will assassinate them. Absolutely no evidence given besides this, you know, anonymous informant in the intelligence agencies. There's absolutely no corroboration from U.S. military personnel on the ground. They can't point to a single soldier that they say, oh, this person was killed because of a bounty. No evidence of payments. There is nothing going on. But you have people like Liz Cheney, Tammy Duckworth, and others using this as a trudgeon to beat the Trump administration while they're attempting to get out of Afghanistan because you, uh, after March, 2020, you have the agreement with the Taliban for a final exit and they're trying 
whatever they can do to stop it. And that involves both pushing the bounty story, which I wrote an article about it uh, back in 2020 at Responsible Statecraft. If people want to check that out, look at the history. Um, pushing that in the media to create a narrative of, oh, we have to stay in Afghanistan. So I guess Putin can keep trying to assassinate soldiers. So it didn't even work with internal logic. And at the same time, Liz Cheney is co-sponsoring an amendment to the 2020 um, defense budget, uh, co-sponsored also by uh, Democrat Jason Crow of Colorado, saying that actually the president doesn't have permission to leave Afghanistan. The Congress, for the first time, is going to reassert its authority over war powers to tell the president, you can't end this war. And specifically, the amendment said that uh, the president would not have permission to uh, reallocate either troops or supplies away from Afghanistan unless several conditions were met. And those conditions were victory. Until we win in Afghanistan, until we've completely crushed the Taliban, until there is a working Western democracy, until we are the undisputed powers within that territory, oh, we can't come home. Those are the only preconditions. So it's a completely poison pill amendment. And that Liz Cheney is spending the entirety of 2020 trying to stay in Afghanistan. And I relate a story in the article that, and I've been told this story uh, in my circles that, you know, I work with veterans with Bring Our Troops Home, and this is something that's often repeated, and I can confirm its veracity, that uh, a veteran tried to approach Liz Cheney in the fall of 2019, and he's, you know, a fellow who shares our opinions and believes these wars are a mistake and wants to bring our troops home, and he... Again, a veteran, a resident of Wyoming, one of her constituents approaches her on Capitol Hill and asks her, hey, under what circumstances would you support a military withdrawal from Afghanistan? What would have to happen for you to say, mission accomplished, we're good? When are our troops coming home? And she, without missing a beat, just looking at him right in the eye, says, never. Right. We are never coming home. That one word answer, never. It does not enter her mind that the United States would ever, should ever leave Central Asia. I'm sure in 10 or 20 years, if we had stayed, she'd be arguing that it should become the 51st state. I mean, it's th this is the mindset that the Cheney family, that the neoconservative operatives, that they have. And that is a permanent military occupation of planet Earth. Yeah, but Hunter, all that was then. Now she's the greatest champion of the U.S. Constitution since George Washington. And democracy. Yeah. So what about that? Uh, I mean, she's really made a name for herself, right? As the uh, proud, principled, moderate centrist devoted to the rule of law and all the white marble institutions in Washington, D.C. in the face of the insurgent insurrectionist, terrorist, white supremacist uh, traitor Donald Trump and his followers, right? So what's wrong with that? Yep, that has been the new talking point of the corporate press going back uh, about a year and a half ever since the uh, riot on January 6th where Liz Cheney, despite having opposed uh, the entirety of Trump's foreign policy during his four years, made a final break with the outgoing administration and became the you mean, you mean despite supporting everything he'd done and opposing 
only the yes. the few yes. things thank, he tried. Yes. Thank you for the correction. Okay. Yes, I'm sure you know completely supporting his Iran policy, completely supporting policy towards Venezuela, etc. But Iraq and Syria it. and and staying okay. in Afghanistan, escalating it for four years before negotiating our exit. Correct. Correct. Um, making a, a complete break with the administration and becoming a darling of the media for her acceptance of serving on the January 6th investig investigatory committee in uh, the House of Representatives, along with Adam Kinzinger, who's been praying for months that we should go to war with Russia. Um, the these are the type. But you now have the media and a large portion of the you know center left liberal well, won't say leftist but liberal democratic base supporting the Cheney family and saying oh I can't believe 20 years ago I thought Dick Cheney was the literal Satan just to come and find out that oh they're the most principled Republicans and the biggest believers in uh, our democratic system of government and the rule of law and there is so much lip service in the media saying that Liz Cheney by uh, opposing Donald Trump and his uh, actions post-election, is all of a sudden the biggest believer in the U.S. Constitution. Now, you can think whatever you want about the veracity of election claims and Donald Trump's actions uh, post-2020, etc. I really think it's a side issue in this conversation because it's just the fact that whatever you think of that, Liz Cheney has spent an, her entire adulthood in opposition to the rule of law and the U.S. Constitution when it comes to the security and freedom of Americans, whether that's supporting endless illegal wars waged by a president with no accountability from Congress, a direct violation of Article One, Section 8, which gives the legislative branch the sole authority to debate and declare war with a formal vote, She's opposed that her entire public career or to what we discussed earlier with the blatant violations of the Fourth Amendment and warrantless wiretapping and spying by the NSA and the rest of the national security state. I mean, this is not a woman who believes in the rule of law. This is not a woman who believes in the principles of the founding fathers or the U.S. Constitution. This is a woman who, to paraphrase Rand Paul in his comments back in uh, twenty, I believe twenty twenty, th this is a woman who is motivated solely by a belief in permanent and never-ending war, and every single other issue falls to the wayside. She will flip. She will do whatever it can to promote the continuation of U.S. military dominance. If that means supporting and. Su uh, voting alongside Donald Trump, she'll do it. If that means opposing Donald Trump and saying he's the worst threat to the United States in history, she'll do it. It's all in service of that overarching principle of war. And it's what makes her such a particularly more vile figure than even most other hawks and most other neoconservatives. Because even they, I mean, you can assume that, you know, uh, Douglas Fife maybe loves his family and maybe will love his family even before Israel or defending the invasion of Iraq, maybe. But Liz Cheney, I really don't think she won't. I mean, she, we proved earlier she's willing to throw her sister under the bus to help her own career. And I think there's really nothing she won't do to further 
the idea that the United States needs to be in a permanent warfare state. And maybe that's the only reason she loves her father so much. He's the one person who will agree with her most of the time to get that way. Seriously, man. And it also, this whole thing just goes to show that Donald Trump, I mean, man, Jagger Hoover, eat your heart out, right? Donald Trump is the greatest psyop against liberals in America since Harry Truman convinced them to rally around nuke in Hiroshima mm -hmm. and Nagasaki or something like that. It's just amazing how much they love the FBI and the CIA and the permanent state as it, you know, rallies to keep the intruder out and and they rally with it. It's just, well, Scott, how it's could amazing. Rand Paul it's want to support the repeal of the Espionage Act? You you just want to legalize espionage? Seriously, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. This just is like you, it's my my slavish devotion to this war criminal, you know, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's they, you know, Greenwald is of course the brokenest record about this, you know, sort of because it's like in, it's his in-house housekeeping that like, man, this is who liberals are now. Because, you know, he never really was a communist. He was like a progressive to the left of the liberals. But he wasn't really like a radical leftist. He was just radically devoted to the Bill of Rights, unlike the rest of them. But the Bill of Rights is not a communist position. It was James Madison that wrote it. So, yeah. But um, so then, but liberals are just so corrupt on so many things. And their ancient devotions to free speech and peace and things like that are just... As they fall to the side, what's left except a bunch of blood-soaked Terry Trumanism, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I uh, include a link in my article to uh, just a, a little clip on Twitter of a video of uh, Willie Geist, I believe on, uh, I think he's on MSNBC, just sort of opening with, so I'm getting told by all my liberal friends, like, I love Dick Cheney now? What What is going on? And that happened after Liz Cheney brought forth one of the few people in America who will still endorse her. Her father, uh, so two funny. weeks before the primary What election. is going on? Is They're jerking your chain, you <laughs> dummies. God. What a world. Oh, what a world indeed. When, when, when Liz Cheney brings out her father, Darth Vader, to come out and say, oh, my, it, Donald Trump is a coward, and only a coward would lie to his supporters. This is Dick Cheney saying this on camera as an endorsement to his daughter. Hey, wait, what's the date today? The 22nd, hang on. Cheney VFW speech 2002. Oh, you August the, the 26th. We're oh, four well, days well. away from the anniversary of this son of a bitch telling the worst lies he could have ever possibly told to veterans of World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, and Iraq War One. This is mm -hmm. why I need your boys. This is why I need your grandson. Saddam Hussein is making nuclear weapons. He lied right to their damn faces. Mm hmm and, yeah, you know, the, we know from like Ray McGovern uh, talking Wilkerson about in the State Department and other people in other lower people in the administration just had their heads spinning. What saying? Right. What is he talking about? Yeah, that's where how is I was he just getting this information? That's right. Yeah. Everybody was like, where is he getting this stuff? Because we know what's true and we know that stuff's not true. And then, of course, the answer was Ahmed Chalabi, who'd been told, you know, the burn notice, the famous burn notice like that movie with Brad Pitt. Um, there had been a burn notice on Chalabi by the CIA. So the neocons and Donald Rumsfeld just picked up their support over at the Pentagon and they're funneling this stuff straight in there. 
and with Israeli intelligence helping manufacture some BS too. Um, so here it is. Yeah, this is the 26th, just uh, four days from now. And I urge people to read that speech. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, talking to guys who fought at Normandy and telling them right to their face, I need your great-grandson or I need your grandson to go and do this, to protect America from Saddam Hussein's Iraq. Yeah, really. And a lot yeah. of those kids got blown up over that. Mm -hmm. 4,500 of them, something like that. Yeah, and I can't know this for certainty, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and bet that Liz Cheney would defend every word of that speech today, verbatim. Yeah, I bet she would, too. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but it sure seems like Donald Trump is the front runner for the next nomination. So, And this is all just a personal vendetta for him. There's nothing stopping him. And he's... You know, New York Times said he does have billions, if not 10 billion. He's got like five or six or something. So mm -hmm. if he really, although you know what? He could have easily spent enough money to win his own reelection. And for that matter, every seat for the Republicans, you know, everyone possible anyway. He could have funded the Republicans' entire operation last time around. He didn't do that. He was oh, groveling for Sheldon Addison's money nice instead. Yeah, huh? He would have had to uh, liquidate all of those nice golf resorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even just one of them, you know, <laughs> wasn't willing to do that. He had to bury his ex-wife at one of them, so, you know, it's important. <laughs> all right, listen, um, great work. I love this article. Um, I think it's absolutely correct. As junior fellow... Jim Bovard says that this is the uh, single best article about what a horror show Elizabeth Cheney is. And, um, and that's a I great compliment coming from Jim. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that support from him. Yeah, seriously. He's the best of us, man. And I love the picture. I don't know if you chose that or not, but Dick Cheney looks like just an absolute ghost of some evil monster that finally was killed. And then the look of smug patronizing warmongerism on her face too is just perfect for yeah. full, full credit to the great editors at responsible statecraft for that choice. Okay, great. Yeah. Isn't it funny how people look just like how they are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Good times. Thank you so much, Hunter. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, you guys, that's Hunter Dorensis. He's at responsible statecraft with this one. Loser Liz Cheney. We knew ye. And that was the problem. It's right there in the show notes. The Scott Horton Show, Anti-War Radio, can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. APSradio.com, antiwar.com, scotthorton.org, and libertarianinstitute.org.